Hello, Michigan State fans. Welcome to the 10th episode of the 2021 edition of the Press Quarters podcast. Uh, I This is Andrew Bell, joined as always by Ronnie Plazinski, and I say the 10th edition of the Press Quarters podcast because this is the first time uh, we've missed a podcast uh, before a Michigan State game, and it also follows Michigan State's first loss of the year. Uh, hope the two aren't linked. Um, Yikes. You know, when last we talked, the state was on a bye week and we were all excited for a big game against Michigan. And obviously the Spartans prevailed in a clean, hard fought victory uh, that was without any dispute. Um, anyone that says otherwise is a blatant homer for Michigan. And I won't, I just won't be, uh, I won't entertain that. So um, state one fair and square. You can, you know, you lost, get over it um, in a, in honestly, one of the, one of the best games I've ever seen, probably in my, in my opinion, the best Michigan, Michigan state game ever. Um, just a phenomenal, just a phenomenal back and forth heavyweight fight both ways. Um, you know, give credit where it's due. Um, at least our side of the fence will give credit where it's due. Um, you know, and Ronnie, I, I understand that, you know, we had to miss last week because we, you and I were both, uh, had a tummy ache from the, all the cotton candy we ate. So, um, all those yards. Oh, all those yeah. candy yards, you know. All those yeah. candy yards. Let me let me just so, so I I did go to the game and let me just like we're, we're gonna hit on this a little bit and obviously our our mood is uh, a little bit sobered because of the Purdue fiasco that was the week after. Yeah. Let me just let me just hit on like getting to campus. So I I got to campus oh, at yeah. six like forty a.m. Right. So like we're looking at that's a pretty good time for a new game. You're thinking like. Things are looking good. You're going to be able to park somewhere. Um, I had to park at Frandor in front of Olga's um, and walk. And I mean, that's 640 in the morning. I'm walking. Um, It was a zoo. It was bananas how many people were there. Um, I was literally walking, swigging Captain and um, Apple Cider. Like, like that's what I was doing to keep warm walking. It was, it was actually an insane atmosphere and it was the best Michigan Michigan State game I have ever been to. Um, literally, the guy behind me, or actually in like the student section next to me, kept telling me how after Walker's fourth touchdown, kept telling me that they've really bottled up Walker today. And I was like, kind of amazed that that was his take. But it seems to be like a national take. I, I read on MGo blog that if Walker, you know, if you if you contain Walker's long runs, they did a pretty good job against him. Uh, okay. Um, so, but it was, it was a crazy game. It was an amazing atmosphere. I mean, it was so big for the program. I, I truly have never been more excited. Shout out to my sister who left when it was 30 to 14. Way to go, Maria. Um, she is still crying about it. She actually drove to Purdue to, to make up to the football gods, um, because she was so depressed and said she wanted to like make it up to the boys. And uh, then she had to watch that in Purdue. So she, she kind of blames herself. So well, all in all, it was an amazing game. It was an amazing win. That's appropriate uh, penance. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, I think she's even now. She's I mean, either. super amazing atmosphere. I mean, I mean, literally the hugging, the, like, I literally, like, I haven't seen people this jovial in a long time. Like the fans were in it. They were in it early. And it, it is amazing as a football program, Purdue loss or not, where we are from where we came from with D'Antonio, like, Something I thought, like, the the lack of, like, fan interest in the later parts of the D'Antonio years. I mean, these students are in their seats before the fans, and 
even in our biggest games under D'Antonio, the, like the upper wings weren't filled, which made no sense. So I mean, credit to Tucker for getting this done and like being the kind of the cool school, like the popular school. I mean, it was an amazing win for the program in front of the most. It was like what it was the second or first watch most football game of the year. I mean, super impressive win. Like we're not going to get into it because we have to talk about freaking Purdue. But uh, I, I mean, just super impressive and super exciting all the way around. Yeah, and I think the I think you kind of touched on it. The atmosphere was unfortunately, you know, I, I had planned on making it. Um, I've got you know, as you know, I've got a young kid, so it, it just wasn't gonna it just wasn't gonna work. And um, so, and you know, unfortunately, I had to miss it. But the um, the, the crowd, I, I mean, I think the student section was full like an hour before the game. Like I can't like like as as a Spartan fan. Like coming up in the 2000s and, um, you know, the Bobby Williams and John L. Smith eras, it's just unheard of to see that. I mean, really, truly unheard of and, and really an impressive showing. So, um, you know, I can't be, I, I can't say anything except that, you know, just an A plus effort and it really shows um, how far this, this program has come in a really short time and the energy Tucker's brought to the, brought to the, um, you know, you couldn't have asked for anything better. A highlight game. It was the the most watched game in of the year uh, by viewers. A uh, huge comeback win. Heisman making potential moment for Kenneth Walker. Um, but but even more so than that, you you took you took Michigan's life away from them. Literally, I mean, their life. I mean, you just you just just another kind of like last year. State just punched harder and punched longer. And they took them on the, look, state took some shots on the chin. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you that they didn't huge shots in the chin moments, moments that like death blows, like even Andrew Anthony in the first crossing route, like that's tough. Like a recruit that you wanted going 91 yards in your home stadium. Like I, I mean, that was stunning. I mean, that took the air out of the crowd. Um, I mean, just moments, there were multiple moments like that. And, And, you know, credit to Cade McNamara, we gave him a hard time. I think I posted on the board. I know a lot of people saw it. Him and Tyler O'Connor had similar numbers. Tyler O'Connor, Connor, who was at my tailgate, very cool guy, uh, siren me or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it was – it was. I mean, there was every moment of adversity for Michigan State to quit, and they just didn't. You know, fourth and one play, something we had talked about. Michigan doesn't cover downfield. We get nailer deep. Fourth and one – fourth and four, Peyton Thorne puts a 34-yard dime into – Jaden Reed over Daxton Hill. I mean, those plays are just like men stepping up and making plays. And and Gus Johnson said it, and you know, I'm not a big fan of Gus Johnson, but he said, you know, the Spartans said they were tougher, they wouldn't flinch, and that was absolutely true in this game throughout. Yeah, and I think I, I think you hit the you hit the nail on the head. State was a tougher team, and I I, I think the issue, and now I guess we'll turn and, and why this is kind of a more sober conversation. Is womp that, womp. Yeah, I mean, look, they 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 didn't really show up at Purdue, um, and by by that, I that might be a little harsh, but they came out unfocused, flat. You know, terrible time for Kenneth Walker to have his first career fumble, but they never really got out of out of the starting gate. Um, the fumble on the first drive, Purdue was hungry, pounce on him, and State looked like they were sleep sleepwalking, um, which is what happens when you. You know, you're you don't have any ball control capability on offense. Your defense is on the field for 88 snaps or whatever it was against Michigan. You know, on the heels of an average of 82 snaps a game, 
And eventually you, you just kind of wear out and Purdue was a fresher team. They were a more active team. And, uh, and look, they're also a pretty good team. I mean, they're ranked, I think Purdue's good. Yeah, they're good. good. It's good. And we had talked, we had talked about that quarterback coming into this game. We thought O'Connell, I know we had texted during the week. I, I thought he was much better than he was given credit for. Oh yeah. And I mean, he was, I mean, he was fantastic. He made good reads. He was quick. Uh, I just thought, you know, defensive back wise, it was disappointing, but when you look at the macro of the defensive backs, you know, like it you know, when we do these podcasts, we have to make names for ourselves. And mine is the ghost of Kalen Vergervin. Like the depth of the defensive backfield this week was so, it was so bad. You know, Kimbrough is hurt. You know, Charles Brantley definitely had something dislocated in his arm. Ronald Williams wasn't going to play because of back issues. You know, you had to play. Uh, that white kid who had the blitz in the Michigan game, which was awesome. Oh, like, no, by, by by white you mean Justin White, not, not Justin the, White, not, not the not the. No, I no, right. he's not. No, yes, no. I, you I, know I, what I mean? Okay, I do. Is there something in the background of your right now? No, just my computer. No, I can hear something. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's on my end. Um, but sorry. Anyway, we can cut that out or whatever. You guys can get the raw edited version. Um. No, but uh, I, I, it was so thin, and they just made plays. And, I mean, we were talking about – there were just some key moments in that, you know, Michigan State didn't make a play. Uh, first drive of the game, you know, Walker fumbles. They're coming down. You know, Simeon Barrow has O'Connell basically for a sack in the backfield, which is going to hold them to a field goal. Um, he gets away from that sack, touchdown to, to Allen. Um, Kimbrough's got, you know – or Bell. Kimbrough's got Bell in stride. He falls down, 56-yard um, gain. Brantley's controller dies, doesn't move off the line of scrimmage on the next play, fade touchdown. I mean, things just kept happening that were so weird. And then a trick play that was a screen pass to like a very slow guy. Uh, and that works. I mean, and like our team, like after they got a first down, was like, you know what? He's going to score on this play. I mean, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Then Michigan State makes a huge play to come back. You know, they come back. Thorne has that keeper, which is beautiful. You're in the game. You get two penalties that were questionable, but we're here. We're not here to complain about the refs. Like you need to rise above that adversity, and they just never recovered. Yeah, and I think to to go past that, you know, they had another drive where um, Behringer had a beautiful punt inside the one, and then they had like an they had a false start, and and he then kind of shanks it, and the guy gets a run back, and it was a fifty yard net field position change. And so it just the state really couldn't get out of their own way, and, and, and I do I do chalk it up to to exhaustion. And the the issue I had when we talked about the predictions before the year, um, I said I, starters can win nine. You know the starters are, are are eight. I said eight to nine, but you know obviously nine um, could be in the cards this weekend. Um, you know, but the but the depth just isn't there, and that's exactly what we're seeing. It's the yes. as you as you said, the bottom forty are not are not uh, they they just don't have it, and um, that nothing you can do except keep recruiting, and that's why I think the Michigan game was so important. You know, you have someone like Keonta Goodwin, and we didn't even talk about you know James Horst isn't available. You know, so you don't you don't even have your starting left tackle, and that's I believe he was a late scratch in the week. You can't even prepare for it. You know, right. and I, I took, look, look, the offense put up 400, 450 yards and 20, 29 yeah, it wasn't, points. It wasn't the offenses. It wasn't the no. offensive fault. You know, well, it's, a, it's a defensive fault. But, I mean, you know, offense. I something think I, the offense could have been better. I did like that I saw with Malik Carr. Something I will say that I would like to see, this is like a really nitpicky, you know, and, and I, I do think that was a simultaneous catch on the fourth down play. Oh, 
Um, oh, it, it was. It doesn't it matter. Was. It doesn't matter. They didn't call it. Reed needs to fight for the ball more. He did the same thing against Michigan on that two point conversion, where they could have easily called it Michigan when he got the two point conversion to tie the game. They could have easily said, you know, Turner came away with the ball because Reed didn't fight on the ground. He needed to fight for that ball more. I was disappointed in that from Reed. You know, you need to fight for the ball. If you can show that you're there, you're going to get the call. You're the offense. I mean, that's on Reed. You got to fight through the whistle, and it's that's something I think we we've struggled to do in general, like not play to the whistle. And I think it cost us a little bit in this game. Not just not just in that moment, but just in general. Maybe some yards. Sometimes, like when the pile is when it gets piled up, our guys kind of have their hands on their hips, and that's just something you can't do. And they didn't do it against Michigan, but they definitely definitely did it for, against Purdue. And I think, like you said, maybe exhaustion, maybe a lack of focus. Tough to come off a big win like we did against Michigan and then go to a very good Purdue game. It's not like we were playing like three and ten Minnesota or something like that. Like that was a that's a good Purdue game. That's a you know a, probably a top twenty five Purdue team. I th- well, I think they are. I mean, I think that's proven. Um, I mean, look, look, they didn't. They haven't just beaten MSU. They beat they beat Iowa pretty handily as well. Um, you know, their losses are to Notre. You know, top top ten Notre Dame. Um, top what you know top 20 Wisconsin. And then uh, I guess our Minnesota game was fluky, but they were minus two in turnovers. I mean, that, that happens. Yeah, that's had, you know, and, and that's the thing I, I think, you know, reverse the schedules could, could Purdue be seven and two right now, as opposed to MSU being eight and one. Sure. You know, and vice versa. Um, so, so I don't know that it's the end of the, um, it's certainly not the end of the world. I, I do think, I do think the fact that the offense doesn't have a milk the clock, mode makes it really difficult um, for the defense because I mean the offense is either going three and out quickly or they're scoring in giant chunk plays you know there's no like medium effective you know steady play calls yeah and yeah, I, think- I mean, I, I, but we saw those in the Michigan game, right? Like, I thought they sustained drives quite well in the Michigan game. I mean, obviously, Walker had the big 65-yarder. But other than that, I thought for the first time all year, I thought they actually did sustain drives quite well. You know, hitting guys on the edges. Naylor, you know, unfortunately, we didn't even talk about that, too. He's out. I just read that Matt Carrick is also out for the year. Um, you know, Naylor is sustaining. You know, they had drives where they, you threw to Naylor, he would get a first down. I mean, right before um, – Walker 65 yard run. Uh, they ran a play on third and 10 where they hit Jaden Reed. Uh, this is the Michigan game now. Hit Jaden Reed. He ran for eight yards and a first down. Then they threw a 10 yard pass to Hayward, who stretched out and got a first down. Then you had the run. You know, you forget about those plays before the 65 yard run. So I do think they were doing better in that sustaining drives, but it has been an issue that we cannot get it. We get off too many three and outs where all of a sudden now our defense is in some serious trouble. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the, 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 look, this was never going to be, state is in an unexpectedly great spot, right? I mean, no no one was sitting here before the year thinking, Hey, you know what? Or or if they were, they're lying. I mean, Oh, you know what? State could be eight and one right now and challenge Ohio state in a few weeks. I mean, no, come on. That's not that, that was not, you weren't thinking that. Unless maybe you were, I don't know. Me? No, not. But after the Miami game, I will say I had a car ride where I was drinking in the car with my my buddies. I was not driving, uh, and we we got we, we. You're you're my personal lawyer, so I, you get a guy. But 
basically we got to the point where we were like, I don't see a loss on this schedule. I mean, that's what happens when you win big games. But yeah, no, well, we were Ohio not State talking about lost. the Right. And we were not talking about that before the season. And we, we had talked about, we thought eight wins were the ceiling. We have absolutely outperformed expectations, but there's still a ton to play for here. I mean, you still can absolutely go to the college football playoff, but if you're going to, if you told me right now, we went 10 and two lost to Ohio state and went to the Rose bowl. I'm taking it all day. Like uh, that would be a fantastic season. And if I told you that before the season, everyone would die for that. So everyone needs to readjust. I mean, yes, it was a sad loss. Um, I guess my question is something I wanted to ask you. Is the defensive backfield, obviously depth-wise, there's nothing you can do about injuries, but is it fixable this year, or is this just going to be something we got to see come into play going forward? I mean, they are like last place in pass defense. In the country. Um, I know Western I know Western Kentucky skews that, but uh, I mean, is there a way they could, could maybe give up a little less yards? <laughs> well, a couple of ways, and this is – I'm not kidding. Don't be on the field so much. Get off the field on third down. That's that's it's a little chicken in the egg because you can't really usually do that if your pass defense is bad. But there's it's not like they're it's not like they're giving up a lot of like third and threes. There's a lot of like third and nines, third and fourteens that are being completed against the soft coverage. Um, I understand. Here's my, there's one of two things happening here. Well, I think our pass rush has gotten worse in the last two weeks. If you don't, if you agree. Yeah, they're, they're where, I mean, look, Panishuk is dinged up. He got hurt against Michigan. He tried to go. He didn't quite have the same burst. Uh, Beasley tried to come back early from his injury and is, is not a hundred percent. So that's, that's where depth, that's where depth hurts you. It's where your starters have to be leaned on so much that they wear down and they don't play at their best. And then they start getting hurt because they're making technique mistakes. They're, um, you know, dropping their head when they tackle. Uh, but, but what I think is happening for the, for the defensive backfield or what there's one, there's one of two things. One, it's, it's the coaches recognize that the, the player, the players just don't have the chops. Brantley's too young, Kimbrough and Williams. Well, actually Williams, I thought was playing much better. You don't really see Williams targeted all that much. You really no. see, Kim, you really see Kimbrough being picked on who, who just, you know, look, he's know, hurt too. Remember he's hurt. So like people are mad, but he's hurt. Um, you know, Marquis Rowley hurt. Ronald Williams has back spasms that, you know, so everyone's hurt too. And these guys are not the best corners in the world. And that's really, um, and then at some point, you know, look, you know, Kalen Gervin's gone and, you know, you, you let Chris Jackson transfer and Julian Barnett didn't want to stick around. You're, 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 you're out of players. You're, you're, there's just, there's literally no one else to play. Um, so, so no, it's not fixable. There's no magic, like Madden button to press to, to fix guys that can't cover. Um, so it's unfortunate in, in terms of what was happening prior to then. Um, it's one of two things. One, they realized early in camp, uh, these guys can't hang. And so we're going to have to basically play. I mean, they, they play a soft cover three, which is a pre- basically a prevent defense all the time. And it's not all the time of being exaggerating, but most of the time. And that is going to allow you to complete those underneath throws for eight yards, six yards, you know, maybe 10 yards if you hit your 14 yards, if you hit the seam, but you're not going to bust the 40 yarders or 35 yarders or anything like that. I mean, the only big, really deep pass Purdue got was when the guy fell down. Um, when I think, I think he was pushed, but that's another story. Um, so that's great, but there are plenty of big 10 offenses. Michigan was one, Purdue was another. They're they're They love living there. They'll do that all day. Are you kidding me? 
like a competent Northwestern team would have loved this scheme. Um, so either it, it was it was protective preemptively or it's intentional. And Hazleton, you know, in in slowing down, learning to slow down the Big Twelve offenses, um, where it's all hurry up, no huddle, and you know, you basically have to play prevent all the time. You know, it's a good response to that. Well, the Big Ten doesn't work like that at all. And you have teams that are more methodical. You have teams that actually execute and they don't play Xbox ball, you know, like they do in the Big 12. And and the result, it may, it may not be the right marriage of coordinator styles. But, Ronnie, here's, I mean, look, look, they gave up like 380 yards to Miami. Okay, they gave up 400 and something, nearly 500 yards to Western Kentucky. They gave up, they made Craig McNamara look like John Elway. Okay, and then who then went out against Indiana and was at like six yards a pass attempt or something. I mean, it's not like it's 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 not like the guys that they're facing are all like literally the top offenses. They've made bad quarterbacks look good. And that's really a, uh, you know, the only time they've had a good day was was against Indiana. Um, so, you know, I, I know that's a lot of, a lot of talk, but I, I really don't, I really don't see a fix. I mean, did you, did you have any ideas? I mean, I, I mean, like I would just, I mean, like I would like, you know, get, you know, dark West Denard and like put a mask on them or something. And that was my only option. Uh, no, I, I don't think there's a lot of fixes for this year. I do think that they can survive, survive as being the, you know, the, the word, um, that I think is the most appropriate the way they were playing before and that's with getting off they didn't get off the field in third down but they played well in the red zone and they were I, I mean they were not as good in the red zone this game they still held Purdue to field goals um but it's like I I really believe it's just everyone being on the same page right I, I mean there were plays that broke this game open um that were preventable you know Kimbrough was in lockstep um with Bell or Allen excuse me and he fell down right that was 50 something yards um, everybody was third and long. Everybody's in like a cover, uh, like a cover. I think it was a cover three or cover four dropping back. Brantley dropped the flat instead of taking his mm-hmm. cover three deep. And, 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 you know, they have their tight end wide open. So, I mean, those things are preventable, right? If they're, you're in position there, maybe you get off the field. It's a different game. I mean, Michigan State had it, you know, to eight points down the stretch, even playing so poorly. So I, I do think there are ways to survive this. I think everyone has to play sound football and everyone has to get healthy. And I do think if Brantley is out, like I suspect he is, I did not like the way he was holding his shoulder. He's very small. Um, that's speculation though. We don't know anything for sure on that. I think Lowry needs to get healthier or you're really thin on the back end. And, and Ronald Williams is always banged up. So you really got to hope the trainers, um, the trainers can get something. I mean, injuries have been a problem. Things we didn't even know. Right. I, I just saw that tank Brown had a meniscal surgery. That's why he's not been playing. <laughs> Is he, so I mean, so so what's the turnaround time on that? Next year, it's not going to oh. be this year. You wait. You don't push him. Um, you don't push him on that. I mean, those meniscal injuries are big. They don't really heal, right? So, because um, it's to get nerdy, it's like an area without a lot of blood supply, right? So it's not going to heal. So what you need to do is you need surgery, and then you need to kind of rehab the area, um, and hopefully it scars down and kind of function functions as meniscus, mm-hmm. but it's never going to be a hundred percent the same. That's super dirty. I apologize. Um, so, I mean, there's just been a lot of injuries, and there's just nothing you can do in the defensive backfield with those injuries. You just got to hope Lowry can get healthy. I think he's been good. You need to hope Ronald Williams can get healthy, and you can be okay. 
but everyone needs to play on the same page and you can't have those defensive mental lapses. And I do think that's a, that's a, uh, a combination of, you know, Brantley being young. Um, and I think it's a combination of coming off a big one against Michigan. You can't, uh, you can't take anyone for granted when you struggled this much in pass defense. And, um, you know, that's just the way it was. I did think there was one big positive, though, that we saw a little more of Malik Carr. Yeah. Uh, and that guy's going to be a dude if he can start blocking. I mean, he, he's he got all the tools. Yeah, he looks like Deion Sims. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, uh, that's a good guy to have. Watching him run, he he moves like Deion Sims, and I was really it was really it just you could all of a sudden see what this offense could be with a competent tight end, and and that is not to say anything negative about Connor Hayward, who I think is playing having a phenomenal season for what he you know really getting the most out of what he is and what he can do, um, and a guy that I, I I really had a lot of res- I've had a lot of respect for. He's really kind of changed my mind about him uh, after he left the team earlier last year. Um, you know, I, I think, um, and quite frankly, you know, if, if they rule that a simultaneous catch, I think we get the ball at the one, right? right or maybe maybe it's a touchdown. I don't know. But but that was Thorne's only interception. I, I guess there's a concern. Thorne's thrown at least one interception in each of the last four games. Okay. And well, I mean. It's starting to get a little. Uh, I'm not going to get at him on that. No. But, well, no, 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 no. He, he had a 10 to 1 touchdown interception ratio after after like by the end of the West Western Kentucky game. And now he's at 17 to seven. So he's thrown seven touchdowns and six interceptions in the last four weeks. Fair. I'm, I'm going to forgive him for the Purdue one. Uh, one of the Michigan ones went so high in the air. I didn't even know where the ball was. It was an arm. Um, I get it. No, yeah, no, no. no. Not was that a- one on the one yard. I'm talking about the one that went off Dax Hill and flew oh, up high yeah, in the air. Yeah, who cares? I mean, right. That's not his fault. Right. So, I mean, no, I agree with you. There are interceptions, but I'm, I'm not going to say this. This has been Thorne's fault. Uh, this the way the offense has been. I think Thorne's been decent. I think he's been not as good as he was early in the season, and I think that might be kind of the, you know, he's taken a lot of shots, right? And he's still a sophomore, and that those things add up to you a full Big Ten season. I'm sure he's probably not feeling 100 percent healthy either. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're probably right, um, but you know, I think he's had a good year. I. When we talk about, I guess just before we turn to Maryland, um, just talking about the depth issue, it, it's the fact that you, you know, Ohio State was up without Garrett Wilson against Nebraska. So they have a true freshman, like go off for 200 yards because he's a five star, or maybe he's a sophomore, I don't know, Jackson Smith Nagata. And that's the difference between an Ohio State and Michigan State. You know, I honestly, I think at full strength, I think MSU gives Ohio State a game this year. If you took the team at, at playing at its best and everyone's healthy, uh, maybe not Ohio State playing at their best, but they could at least be in the be in the ballpark. Yeah, um, it, it, they they can. But if you if you took if you took half of each team's first string out and just had the second string play, state gets annihilated because yes. because the, there's just not the depth there. I mean, I, look, I love I, I love the effort from Jeff Petrowski. He's limited. You know, you look at you look at the defensive ends. Drew Jordan is not not a freak athlete. They're missing the guy that can bend the edge and get home. And they've done a lot with the defensive tackles, who've done a great job at containing and pushing the pocket and let me making, making the quarterback uncomfortable. But more often than not, the, the sacks are more coverage sacks. The few times that they get that, that's been the case. Um, you're just not seeing that ferocious pass rush. And you can't. You, the other thing would be to compensate for the secondary. You can blitz the linebackers a lot. So they did in 2009. 
Uh, it didn't go too well. It was terrible pass defense, but it was at least something. You know, linebackers couldn't couldn't stay in coverage. But you really only have two guys you're playing. I mean, I know Harvey plays a little bit, but you can't you can't ask them to go. You can't ask Crouch to go full bore blitzing. You know, a dozen times a game and do everything else. So it, it's just really a depth issue. They really need the next recruiting class to come through and and, and get a handful of transfers. Um, to continue to build that depth. I mean, yeah. Really, and I do, and I do think we'll be like, like we were the popular definition, the destination this off season, I think will be even more popular this, yeah. this upcoming year. I think we are the cool school. I think Tucker really like breeds that into the program. I do think Tucker is going to get a fat extension that it's going to look really good to people. I think we're going to get a lot of, the, I think we're going to close on some of these guys, you know, maybe Keontae Goodwin, Amani Winfield, add in some transfers. And I think, you know, this team might not have the Kenneth Walker because uh, Kenneth Walker doesn't come around every, you know, 10 to 15 years, but I think they're going to be better depth wise with the next recruiting class and with the transfer portal guys that are yet to be named just based on what Tucker has done so far. I mean, it's been, it's been impressive. And I, and I think this team should have much better depth next year. That doesn't mean their record's going to be better. It's very hard to go eight. No, ever. Um, but they should have a lot better depth, I think, especially on the trenches, just with Tucker's recruiting. Yeah, well, and that's and that's why. Look, look, they're well ahead of schedule, and, and, and I do just. I'm not going to bury the lead. I, I expect them to win this weekend. Um, you know, it may be the last regular season win they have, honestly. Um, which, nice. I hate, which I hate. Oh, I mean, look, look, the last two games are, are Penn State and Ohio State, so that's not not a great. <laughs> no, great, that, we're run. playing the best passing, the three three of the four best passing offenses, the four best fi- passing offenses in the last four weeks. It's not a great uh, recipe for the worst passing defense. Right. So that's not, that's the, uh, less than ideal. Okay. No, yeah, it's not what you're looking for. No, no, not not, not a recipe for success, but that's okay. Baby, baby, baby Tua is salivating wherever he is. Yeah. And, and, and I guess, I guess that's kind of where we'll start with, um, Maryland and uh, sorry, but I, I guess what I was going to say is, is this, this is a team that was supposed to win five games, four games. Um, they've won eight. I think they're going to win nine um, in, in a, in a real year one for a new coach. And, and I think I, I agree with you. And it, I've heard the tenor change, I think in the media from, Oh, LSU, you know, Tucker goes, um, and I think, you know, Rivals National writer wrote today that he's like, actually, why are people are assuming that Michigan State isn't going to pony up? And he actually expects Tucker to stay. And I do, too, um, because I, I think he I think I think this year showed him he can win big here. Um, and I, I think it showed the program, too, that there's life after D'Antonio. And I yeah. think that I, th- I think that's the real that's the real impact of the game against Michigan. And I, I don't mean to, I don't want to, it states well past resting on their laurels, but just looking at the program as a whole through, through three quarters of, of this year, um, look, you have a big win at Miami, who, by the way, has won three straight games and he still has a shot in their division in the ACC. I don't know if you realize that. I did. And no, I think, I think we said last week, I think we said they were coming on. They are. Um, and, and very West, strong. Western Kentucky's also won four straight. So. Yes. So they're um, they're about to have an eight win season, but just right. low key. So 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 you looking back, all of a sudden your schedule looks looks a bit better, and uh, you got so you have some marquee wins. You've already got the Michigan win in your pocket. Um, 
you've got the Kenneth Walker story. People are people are watching you. You're you're in the you're in the top ten for the college football playoff, and probably will continue to be after this weekend. So look, people talk about Michigan State. The the names in people's mouths is becoming an attractive destination for recruits. Um, you know, they're up to the number. What are they? I think 17, 17. I think 17 or something recruiting yeah. class, which is better than, you know, all but a couple of Antonio's classes. I mean, this is, this is well ahead of schedule for, for really a multi-year rebuild necessary. I mean, look, they have no linebacker depth. They are decimated at quarterback. None of these offensive linemen are going, would, would, I'll say this right now. I don't think anyone except maybe Jarvis would start on on state's offensive line in two years. No, I agree 100%. Uh, so, no, and I, I do think if, if they do end up getting Keontae Goodwin, which is far from a far gone conclusion, but I bet you it's, I bet you it's pretty, it's them or Kentucky. Uh, I mean, he's going to walk in and be your starting left tackle as a true yeah. freshman. And that's yeah. just, that's, that's negative on where your depth is, but that's also how good he is. So think about that. Offensive line wise, that's where Michigan State is right now. Well, that's, and, and Kentucky, that's not Tucker's fault. There's nothing you can do about that. No, no, it, it takes forever to build, and Horst isn't playing, and so you know you you have to kind of make chicken salad, right? And you can only do so much with it. Um, they've done a great job recruiting offensive line the last two years. I'm sure they'll try to get to the portal for someone else. Um, you know, and and we'll see what happens. So I, I guess we got to turn to Maryland, who we actually haven't played in two years. Because of COVID last year? They've ducked us. Oh, yeah, right. Um, so Maryland <laughs> is, yeah, they ducked us. Right, That's that sounds right. Um, if it tells you anything else, the the, uh, the, head, the headline of Maryland's uh, site is uh, basketball. Like there's no, yeah. there's, like, there's like no talk of football. They're already moved on. Um, Maryland. Vasquez is very good. Yeah, that's. Right. Um, so, so what you need to know about Maryland is that um, they follow kind of the same pattern every year. They they rack up insane points against like an FCS or like a Mac school. They went sixty two and zero against Howard. They win a competitive game against another decent Power Five team. They beat West Virginia thirty to twenty four. Um, they usually win one close game in the Big Ten. They beat Illinois twenty to seventeen. You know they win their next non-conference game, which they did against Kent State thirty-seven sixteen, and then they get absolutely annihilated by de- even decent Big Ten teams. They lost to Iowa fifty-one to fourteen. They lost to Ohio State sixty-six seventeen. They lost to Minnesota thirty-four to sixteen, and to Penn State thirty-one fourteen. Um, their only win in since September has been against Indiana, and they only won 38-35, which, again, I want to point out, they allowed 35 points to Indiana. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually watching that game highlight right now. Uh, I've watched Maryland a few times. Isn't, I mean, isn't their best receiver out, too? They're, two of their top receivers are out. So, two of their top receivers. So Dante Demas was, was actually w- would have gone insane against Michigan State. 6'3", 220. All Big Ten, he's out for the year. Jashawn Jones, who's kind of one of their speedsters, um, and no worse than receiver number three, he's out for the year. So they have Rakeem Jarrett, who is a five-star that actually flipped from LSU to Maryland because Mike Loxley is apparently a good recruit. 
and then there's nothing. I mean, it, they have a tight end, and then they're running backs. I mean, it just they've just really been decimated by um, by injuries. Um, Dan, you know, Dan Enos is the offensive coordinator. Just something to pay attention to, just because all these guys worked with Tucker, right? So they might know a lot about Tucker, Tucker style. That was something that a little concerned me when I was looking into it. Not that we're stopping anybody this year. So two is two is numbers are insane if you've looked at them. Uh, he's completing a fantastic clip. I think he was like 41 of like 50 the other day. Um, he's going to have like cartoonish numbers again. I'm quite certain. That doesn't mean they're going to win. It just means I think they're going to have their way with their pass defense. Yeah. So uh, Tua has passed for nearly, or sorry, Talia, baby, baby Tua. Baby Tua. Uh, sorry. Yeah, he's completing 70.5% of his passes, 18 touchdowns, nine interceptions, though, and 18 sacks. He's not really a runner. No. I mean, he's got negative rushing yards on the year. He's a tiny guy. He looks very little. He is, but he can throw the ball, just like his brother. Um, But but he's thrown for for, for nearly 2,800 yards in nine weeks, which is insane. Uh, 10th, 10th nationally in just pass yardage. Um, it, look, it, it's a spread offense. It's kind of a, it, it's, it's an actually a speed and space offense. Um, like Loxley brought over from Bama that he kind of, he kind of pioneered. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, they, they don't really have a running game. They throw the ball a lot. It, it's going to be, it's going to be kind of a worse version of Purdue. In terms of they don't, you know, Jarrett is not Bell, and I don't think Tua is, I, or the the sorry. I agree. Brother. Tua is. I think I don't think Tua is as good as O'Connell. O'Connell, like he, I, you know, it's crazy because O'Connell is a walk-on. I thought he like kind of had like, I, you know, I hate to like overhype a quarterback making him look like John Elway, but I truly thought he had quick reads. He looked, you know, very confident in the pocket. I, I don't see that from Tua. It looks like he kind of waits longer for the play to develop, kind of almost waits for a little bit of broken play. He's not as quick off the release. Um, I see him dancing around a lot, and I, I just think that bodes a little better for Michigan State's defense than the uh, the O'Connell, like throwing the ball before the receiver even breaks kind of stuff. Yeah, and I, look, it, it's not a particularly complicated offense. Um, they throw the ball. A lot in the flats, a lot of dink and dunk. Um, they'll go tempo, single back offense. Um, you know, look, their 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 leading rusher has eighty seven carries on the year. Okay, they they really don't run the football. Um, it, he's at five yards a clip, um, but only because he had like he had like one fifty three yarder. Um, and is uh, Teon Fleet Davis, which is an interesting name. Um, you know, he's, that's, that's, that's it. You know, he, he hasn't had a run over 13 carries in the last five games. Yeah. He's, he's kind of like a power back. He's like six one, two twenty or something, which, which if anything, I can say this, you, you don't really run power at Michigan state. If, if Michigan isn't overpowering state at the line of scrimmage, Maryland is not doing that. No, 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 absolutely not. I think, I think that's, the one good thing about this defense is that they can uh, they have shown they could really stop the run. I, I am interested to see, you know, it, it sucks that Barrow is out for the first half. Um, and also, I, you know, I wonder about the health of Slade. He did not look the same after he tweaked his ankle. Not that Maryland can run, but I do think 
um, you know, Tua needs to be pressured. And I think to generate that pass rush, like we were talking about, I think that needs to come. The interior line has to generate the pressure, which is not what you want to hear. Um, and having both those guys, you know, may, you know, obviously not having Barrow for a half and then having Slate, that could, that could be a problem giving Tua a lot of time. Well, there's just no one. I mean, where's where's the rush going to come from? No one. I mean, literally nobody. The, 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 there's like literally no one to, to turn to. Um, I mean, hopefully, Beasley gets healthier and healthier, but you know who knows. Yeah, I mean that that's really it, right? I mean they don't really right. have, you know, they don't really have much else. I mean, I, I guess I guess the the this is just not a good offensive line for Maryland. They're big. I mean, they're like large, but they aren't. They're just not very good. Um, and, and, I mean, look, Baby Tua takes about two sacks a game pretty consistently. Um, he gets the – I mean, he, he gets the ball out fine. He can make plays with he – can, he, can, he has some escapability, but he's not a um, – uh, he, he's just not a dynamic runner. Um, defensively, they, they basically run a 3-4, but they don't run it well. I mean, this is this is this is a bad defense. Um, they're missing, I think, one, two. Let's see, I wrote it down: one, two, three, four. Has Maryland just had the worst injury luck? I, you know, this is kind of anecdotal, but like, didn't I mean they played a linebacker, a quarterback? I think like two years ago. I, I feel like they have gone through some of the worst injury luck in the last. Well, that's not even. You know, we're not even talking about the poor kid. You know, whatever happened. You know, God rest his soul. Oh, whatever. The one that, but, you the know, one that passed away. No, the no, one no. that, the one that. No, but like, just I think in general, they've had some of the worst injury luck over the last five years. I can remember there was a time when I believe they started a walk-on middle linebacker at quarterback. That's correct. That is That's, correct. That is correct. Um, because yeah, I mean, that, that seemed to happen every year. They would be down two or three quarterbacks. They couldn't. Protect yeah. Them. Um, well, I'll tell you this. They're missing their best line. They're, they're two starting linebackers, um, not to mention a starting starting cornerback uh, with Deontay Banks, who I think was their best coverage guy. I think he went down like the first snap of the season or something, or maybe that was without their star linebacker. Um, uh, Fanage Gote, I think that's right, um, got hurt right away. Like, like literally first snap non-contact injury. Tore a, tore a meniscus or something, or tore a ligament, and it's just gone. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's a three-four with that with that jack position, that stand-up outside end person. Gross. Yeah, but it's the same. I mean, look, right, they're, same they're, thing, same thing. Because look, their 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 jack is six-four two seventy, and their Sam is six-three two forty. I mean, that, that's a D end. Um, but look, the, the, because because the injuries, their middle linebacker is a true sophomore, and their strong side linebacker is a freshman, and young linebackers make big mistakes against yes. the run. And this, in that, is I mean, Maryland is just not he's just not good against the run, and they have a real problem setting the edge. Um, I don't know this, if this could this could be this could be. I, I mean, you want to talk about cotton candy yards? When I was looking at this game, just numbers wise, and you know, uh, the one thing I thought is that this could be Walker's cotton candy yard game where he actually can just put up cartoonish numbers. If if the, you know, new revamped offensive line, whatever it looks like, can open up holes, which if they can't, we got bigger problems. Yeah. I mean, look, look, the, their rush defense is, is 
70th in the country. But, excuse me, um, but they, you know, they, they're just, their pass efficiency defense is 76th. They're not, you know, they're allowing a hundred, they're, they're actually a hundred and they're actually second worst only to Michigan state in the big 10 in terms of passing yards allowed. <laughs> um, they only get 5.2 tackles for a loss per game. Um, they, 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 t- they tend to blitz a lot. And so they get, they get nearly three sacks a game, which is pretty good. Um, but that's really the only thing about their defense that that's decent. They're actually, um, minus eight in turnovers in the year. Um, and that's really been a problem. I mean, I mean, baby two has thrown nine interceptions um, and they've lost a lot of fumbles. They've lost six. It's a lot. And um, they can't return the kickoffs. I'm sorry. They can't return kickoffs. They can't guard kickoff returns. Um, you know, they've thrown a total of 10, 10 interceptions on the year. Uh, they've only intercepted four balls. Uh, the only thing they can do is throw the ball a lot. That's, that's, that's their strength. I mean, they're not good again. They're not good on third down either side of the ball. You know, 79th on third down conversions, 30, 78th on their on third down conversion defense. I, I, I mean, they're just, they just don't have a lot to threaten you with. Our third down offense and their third down defense is a movable object meets a, a movable force Stop, or whatever. A stoppable force meets, yes. meets a movable object. Oh my God. Oh. I can't take you anywhere. That's amazing. Um, it's yeah. amazing. I, I'm actually watching Tua right now a little bit and he dances and I think their fumbles are, he like, they do run an option once in a while. He just like pitches it to nobody. I don't know what he's doing. Just that's, that's the, that's the in-depth analysis you're getting from me right now. Well, but, but you know, MSU in their defense has, has a pretty big problem on third down because, yes. because I think, I think, you know, Maryland is like 30, 79th, conversion 78th in defense or something state's 94th in conversion and a hundredth in defense they're dead last in the conference on third down defense for it's amazing it's amazing that a team that's eight no or was eight no eight one is so bad and it just hasn't gotten better at all and i i know I, i read about people talking about how western kentucky skews those numbers it doesn't matter at some point it should water should find its level and it's been an issue all year is there a way to focus on third down? I mean, that sounds ridiculous to say, but I don't know how you fix that. I mean, you, you really can't, um, except to get off. You, you got to make plays. You just Someone's get off the field. You got, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you know how you fix it. You get off the field. Damn it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it's true though. I mean, look, 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 they're, they're, they're actually 20th in rushing defense, but they're 113th in total defense uh, because they can't stop. They can't get off the field. Oof, yeah, you know? no, you're not wrong. I mean, like, then there were moments in that Purdue game where it could have flipped. Like, that third down where the tight end somehow got his whatever part of his toenail on the line, which, I, you know, oh, you yeah. couldn't overturn it. But, like, those are the plays you got to get off the field. And, you know, I, I hate to hit on Brantley because I think he's really good and he's going to be a dog. But, man, like, that, that you know, he went into, like, a cloud coverage deal when he was supposed to drop yeah. deep. And you're just like, oh, no, like, that guy's wide open. It's just so frustrating, and you know, I know Tucker said that he was going to be more involved this week. I don't know what that means. I mean, I, I, he's the head coach; like, he's going to be involved. I know Harlan Barnett's a great defensive backs coach, and and, and people are. I, I saw a lot of people yelling about Hazelton. Like, 
let's just be clear. People forget that like we hated Narduzzi for the first like four years of three, three years. We were like literally. I remember screaming in the stands against Bowling Green that they were running the same freaking play over and over again. It just kept working, and people wanted Narduzzi fired. So everyone just chill out. This is a huge overhaul of um of defenses and. Like it, it takes a second, especially when you're running a you know four two five last year. Like there was no installation, um, you know it's going to take a minute, but it, it's concerning. I think that will be that's the main concerning part of the program now, the third down and the pass defense. But at least I know I think we both trust Harlan Barnett to do a good job. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he recruited Brantley. He's the best guy on the roster. Uh, best corner on the roster right now, but the rest of them. Um, I think Lowry's really good. I think he just—he's still a redshirt freshman. It's going to take, and he, you know, he was converted from wide receiver. It might take him a second. Right, right, but that's the problem. That's the that's that's the. Pro- I mean, look. The, 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 it, let me back up. It's not that it's a pride. It's a, it's only a problem because we're we're trying to compete for a Big Ten title in year two. Right. It, right. If if this was you know if State was six and three right now, okay, and it was like okay, look, we've already made a bowl, house money, get to seven and five. If you beat Maryland, a winning year, you'd be like, yeah, we're we're we're, we're you know looking at seven and five because our pasty sucks because we don't have any defensive backs, you know, and they can't they, they they can't play man and they don't have the athleticism to recover in zone. I mean, look, look, no. look, look, Iowa plays zone defense almost every single snap, okay? And and they have one of the best pasties. Penn State played a base cover three for years, had a great pass defense. And any the, defense can work with the right guys. That that's what I'm saying. They don't they don't have the people. They don't have the personnel. And the and the personnel, you know, it's not like Tucker's not playing the best people. Okay. It's not like no. they're buried on it's not like they're right. buried on the bench. This isn't like D'Antonio loyalty coming out here. I mean, he's doing what he can. And you've seen that, you know, every, I do like that, you know, every week somebody new gets a chance, right? Like, even if it was that white kid coming in and making that, you know, the corner blitz, like, I thought that was fantastic. And it shows he gives guys a chance. I, I, I give him a lot of credit for that. So, I mean, he's exhausting all options. It's not like there's some stud sitting back there, like we're holding back. And it kind of shows with his recruiting class. Like, you know, he's taken five defensive back. It looks like he's going to take that Coley kid from Vanderbilt, who, I mean, he is a stud, super underrated. I think, you know, he would definitely be in the playing group next year. I mean, but I, I mean, there's a reason he's recruiting six defensive backs. I mean, I know we play five, but he's doing it because we don't have any. Absolutely. And so, but, but just back to Maryland a little bit. Sorry. Um, no, no, no. It's 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 fine. I, I wanted to point out they're they're they are horrific against the run. I mean, I'm sorry, horrific as as a running team. I think they're like 113th in the country, um, like 113 yards a game. I mean, it's really just kind of a change of pace. Um, it, their defenses are kind of like states led by their safeties. So Jordan Mosley and Nick Cross, they're the kind of they've been they're juniors and seniors. Um, each of them have five pass breakups. Each of um, crosses is, I think, the strong safety. He's got two interceptions. Um, so middle of the field, maybe maybe not your best shot. But I'll tell you this, Maryland plays a lot more cover one from, from what I can see uh, than the last few teams. And I really think MSU, even from the D'Antonio era on, has just done better against cover one teams. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're totally too bad. No, I, 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 you make good point. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't I, know what to say about Maryland. I just, it all comes down to like how we play. Like I, I know what the X's and O's say, you know, you make good points, but I don't know which team is going to show up. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I don't know. Look, I, I think, I think they I got think we're one. pretty down after one loss. I think we need to like regroup. Remember, it's just a loss. Losses happen to everybody besides even Alabama. Well, I mean, not really. Well, not by the college football playoff, but yes. Right. Um, well, I mean, I, I think here's the... Um, here, here's what I'd... Here's what I'd watch for. This should be a game where state should be able to still seal the edge and get to the edge. That's been that's really been Maryland's weakness with even within their uh, within their rush defense. It's been the edge, and if there's one thing we've seen, Walker's pretty good at getting the edge. Yeah, he can he can definitely he can definitely bounce out there pretty quick. I I, I wonder what you think though about you know the Kapilovic talking about. You know, for the Michigan game, they kind of told Walker just to hit his hole instead of dancing so much. I, I, that's a double-edged sword, right? You know, he dances, he could score, but if he dances, he could gain less yards. What I mean, especially in this game, if he can get that edge, maybe he should bounce it out quicker. I don't know. What do you think of that? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think um, in this game, you just say you can dance a little bit there, Ken. Maryland's backups are walk-ons at linebacker. I, I think you can. I, I think if, if they get worn down, they've got real depth issues. Um, and you're not, you're not playing a McFadden type linebacker this week. No. And, 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 and also, you know, they don't have like an, a McFarland in their backfield where, you know, a 1300 yard rusher, they can break a big one, um, which allows you on defense to kind of pin, you know, you can, you, you know, the Antonio era, they had the capture versus kill quarterbacks where the, if there was a running quarterback, you just tried to set your edge and keep him in the pocket and the kill ones, you could actually go for the sack. Baby Tua is a kill quarterback. You can go and you can go after him, um, rather than just try to contain him. So I don't wonder. I wonder if you you actually just sit back um, in in. Um, I'm sorry. I don't wonder if you actually do bring some more blitzes, uh, yeah. especially on third down, and, and force him to get rid of the ball. Um, I I guess the other thing I, I point out. I, I thought the tackling really went to crap against Purdue. And yeah. that that's a concern. I, I just, I just, they just feel like they're tired. Like they've worn out. It reminds me a ton of the 2010 MSU team, you know, right before Antonio had, you know, he, he the starters were very good. They went eight, no, and then they went out to, they went on the road to a big 10 West team in, in Iowa and got annihilated. It was like, I went to, I went to that game. It was miserable. It was like 38 to seven or something. It was and so bad. They, I literally played brick breaker the whole second half. I couldn't That's even crazy. watch. I was so freaking mad. They they came out to black and yellow, and that was the game where Chris L. Rucker had been like he fell asleep in his yes. car, fell asleep in his car, and everyone was right. like, "Oh, is he going to play?" Oh, it didn't matter. It did not matter. It, it did second. not. It did. And, and all the Michigan fans said it was instant karma, which is yes. adorable, which is adorable. It was, it was very adorable. You know, I, is my shin down? Is my shin not down? You got Harbaugh still talking about our game two weeks later. Like wonderful. You know what? Let's not get into that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get wild. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. But I, you know, I, I think Maryland was often characterized by like one or two like freakish skill players, and um, 
you know, that, oh, hey, you know, like, like don't punt the ball to Will Likely. Remember Will Likely? I do. I do. Yeah, like, they don't have that this year. No, they don't have that it's, one it's, breakout guy. They don't. And um, I mean, it would be, if they did it, we would call it Tua, honestly. Yeah, I mean. It's much easier to, like, you know, scheme for. Well, look, this Rakeem Jarrett kid is good. I mean, he's a sophomore. He's fast. He's He's talented. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say otherwise, but if you look at who, who catches the ball, so Demas has been out two games. He's still the number two receiver. Okay. Deshaun Jones has only played like three games in his, in the whole season. He's still the number five receiver on the roster. Um, their, their top pass catchers go Rakeem Jarrett, who's still there, obviously. Then their tight end, Oconquo. Uh, All right. Then it's their running back. That's it. Their, their, their next, their next two highest receivers have 17 catches in nine games, two catches a game. They're really hurting on weapons, which is why you're seeing them getting destroyed by the better teams. Um, they've got some kind of, like, they're kind of like a poor man's Michigan State, I guess. I mean, their starters have a decent amount of talent and they've got some good, I mean, they had some good recruiting classes. Um, you know, they've got some athletic tackles. I, I think this is a very good test for the offensive line to see if they've, um, actually managed to regroup but um you know this is a game you would you would think msu's offensive line leans on them you see i'm, I'm just gonna i'm just gonna throw it out there you can take you can take it put it back i i would be surprised if walker had less than 150 yards in like yeah. two, two or three touchdowns yes i would uh that would be my thought process too it seems like the day should be his um and i you know i don't i do think that because they just struggle in general. I think that they won't be able to key in so much. And I think it would be important to maybe get run out of that third wide receiver, um, whether that be Montori Foster or, you know, even Keon Coleman just to, uh, uh no, Chris, to get them ready for Ohio State. Chris, Christian Fitzpatrick was the one. Yeah, I know. Played. I did see him get some minutes. I did see him get some minutes. I, you know, I don't know. I, Keon Coleman is still playing, um, in every game. He's actually on field goal block. So his red shirt is burned. I wonder if they would give him any time. I mean, obviously he's not ready. Um, but you know, we'll yeah, this, this is, this is a, um, it's a game you should win. Well, we, yes, but, but I, I think it's going to be a very, very high scoring game. Yeah. I, I think, it, I, I, I don't think, I think baby Tua and Jared are talented enough against this group that you can, you're going to get, if you give up less than 28 points, I'd be shocked. So you're saying I'm safe with my over under at 61. I should go over. Yeah. So I needed to know. I'm yeah, I did. that's that's kind of a. I mean, that's kind of a lock. I mean, it's going to watch this be now. Watch this be like a 35 to like seven game or something like that. I mean, I'm fine with that. You shouldn't run right. sports. Um, but the, <laughs> uh, I'm uh, sorry, you're the one texting me about lines now. <laughs> what what have I done? Um, in, no, in, in terms of special teams, here's the problem. I mean, they, they use Rakeem Jarrett on kick returns. He only has a long 32. That's it. Oh, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. What the hell happened to Conklin? What he got Conklin? engaged and he, he got engaged and hurt himself. Yeah. We, that's got, we got some bozo coming in here kicking. That actually hurt the game too. That, I, that's another, that's a, you know what? That's another good observation. Uh, you're absolutely right. Um, yes. Bo, he is a bozo. Thank you. Yeah. I can't believe that happened. 
Um, you're right. Cause I, I was thinking about, it. I was like, just wanted to take a, see a few words on Maryland special teams. I was like, you know, our kickoff sucked last week. And then I was like, oh my gosh, our kickoff sucked last week. We don't have a kicker. Um, yeah. you know, their, their guy is, um, 10 of 14, their place kicker. He's, de- I mean, he's decent. He's not great. He's not terrible. He's a college kicker. Um, he, he can, he can hit, he's, he's four of six from beyond 40, beyond 40 yards with a long of 48. Okay, great. Fine. Um, but their punt returns are nothing. 5.1 yards of punt return. Uh, their punter averages about 43 yards a punt, um, which is not great. Uh, they actually have two punters. Uh, neither of them are particularly special. Uh, they've had a punt blocked and their kick returner, Rakeem Jarrett only averages 18.4 yards of return. So, you know, I'm not, um, a, this is a game state should win. Yeah. It's just, this is bottom line. I mean, and that's no, and you know what? I actually, I actually like Maryland. I like their, I like their, their fans are really, really nice. Um, and I think their basketball team is, is, is decent and a plus to the conference. And I kind of want to see them do well, mostly because I just want to see another team other than, than Michigan make it to Indy. But, um, they, every depth issue MSU has, Maryland has, but worse. Yes. I would agree 100% and, and with all of those things. And that's, and that's, and it's a road game. You know, it's a home game coming off a loss. I would expect MSU to come out pretty fired up. Um, I, 4120 MSU. Yeah, uh, I like that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the defense that the, all this emphasis is gonna have a much better week. Um, I think that Tua dances a lot, and that ball is way out there when he's doing so. That ball, he doesn't like tuck it well. Um, I'm gonna go. I think he's gonna go for at least one fumble. Uh, I think I'm gonna go on this one. Uh, I think it's gonna be 38. Um, twenty-one. Okay, so so you're picking state to cover. I'm I'm not. Right. Um, not that I. For can those really... of you interested in that kind of stuff, yeah, the line has dropped from fourteen to thirteen. So just for everyone's aware. Also, that Michigan line really upsets me. That Michigan's going to win that game. I I need them to lose for my mental sanity. <laughs> I can't have um, them playing Ohio State with a chance to go to the Big Ten title. I just can't handle that. Well, I hope hopefully hopefully the uh, Nittly Lions here take care of business for you, so that you don't use for, so, so for all of us for all of us. It's not just for me, man. And uh, I mean, maybe next time we'll talk a little basketball, but I think we've run uh, run its course of this one. I mean, we're uh, you know I, I think the season has a good chance to get back. I, I mean, everyone's pretty down after loss. It's what happens after losses. I mean, I, we weren't doing this when we lost to Nebraska in 2015, but. I remember the fan base being so down. Um, uh, I actually went to Ohio State uh, for the game where we won, and I remember um, making a joke. My brother had texted us that Cook wasn't going to play, and we were like, ha-ha. So we told all the Ohio State fans that Cook wasn't going to play, and then it was true, and we like felt sick to our stomachs. Um, so, you know, I think the season, like, it's I, we're not saying that's going to happen, but, I mean, we can get back – you know, on track this weekend, um, you're still having a great season. One loss does not kill you. And look how far Michigan State's come that I, you know, Purdue rushed the field uh, when they beat us. So, I mean, that's that's how good of a season we're having where literally Purdue decided to rush the field when they beat, you know, number three Michigan State. So, you know, take a step back and remember what Tucker's doing is great. Yeah, we had a loss. Uh, every, you know, only one team or two teams a year don't lose a game. So it happens. Indeed. 
Okay. Um, so we got it locked in. Let's uh, let's see how this goes. See if State can get a little momentum back in advance of the uh, big game against Ohio State. See if State's still in the running. Yes, so we will be back next week, no matter what, for the Ohio yes, State game. Yes, indeed. we will not. We will not. We will not let the team down again. It was. We we actually had a texting conversation how this was basically our fault. Correct. Correct. So hopefully we hopefully we've uh, we've corrected that. Yes. Um, all right. Um, well, on that note. Um, yeah, we're tired. It's late. Yeah. Sorry. All right. No, no. Hey. Why are you sorry? I'm saying we're. I know. I know you got the. He's got the teething baby. He's. It's Andrew is going on no sleep here. So everyone, give him a round of applause for coming on and doing this one. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I appreciate that. Well, hopefully the team gets some rest. Uh, on that note, uh, go green. Go white.